0: What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their View from the Pew on Modern Day Radio.
1: And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I'm your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me as always is the man who, as much as he is an introvert, loves to have a good party, the good deacon. Got
2: Aiken. Right, right. No, I do. I, I enjoy a, a good party with family, but uh, my favorite time is cleaning up because I can be by myself because nobody usually wants to help me clean up.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that part of our job duties. <laughs> I spend a whole lot of time before a party getting everything ready, purchasing food or drinks, and making sure the house is presentable, but you are always there, and I mean always, When it is time to put everything away at the end of the party, that seems to be our division. We had a great gathering of friends and family for the long Labor Day weekend that Sunday before. It's become kind of an annual event for us. We get rid of some rotten apples and enjoy each other's company. And uh, we had a good time welcoming new friends and uh, our family back into town. Just as soon as we got rid of them for this new school year, they seemed to come right on back.
2: You know, and then the dynamic that we see is there's constantly this flow of friends that have come in and friends that have moved on and friends that have come in. So it's, it's this living, breathing gathering, if you will, for us as family, because many of them are family and many of them we consider family. In fact, we even say that when we're out there, some 30 of us, uh, to, uh, to just enjoy one another's company in the afternoon and spend time calmly, not rushed, but calmly together.
1: Yeah. Oh, exactly. Now we are talking about, we just got through the Labor Day holiday. We planned this event on the Sunday because everyone has the Monday off for the holiday, but we recognize that Labor Day as that day off from our regular work routine. It's been established for a long time in the United States. It is valuable to not only work, but also to have those rest times like to be able to celebrate kind of the fruits of that work. We are able to create a meal for our friends. They all join in and bring additional things. And it's just really a time for everybody to just celebrate what God has given us and blessed us with. So it was always such a great time. Of course, our family came into town. We did manage to get out to the golf course on a date also to just enjoy the blessings God's given us. I think that should also be always a part of life.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, appropriately, yes, Monday was the day off, but uh, but we took time off. Though we worked to prepare for the gathering on Sunday, we, we took that time to consciously be together and be a- attentive to one another. And I think that's part of what every Sunday should be focused towards. First atten- attention to God, and from that attention to God, then attend to our family. And be mindful of one another and be grateful. I think Sunday should be a day of gratefulness. And, and as the Mass is uh, about thanking God, the Thanksgiving, well, we did that, I think, really well by, by bringing these friends and family together and uh, interacting with one another on a Sunday as opposed to the Monday.
1: Scott, another part of this gathering that I really loved and I'd seen as our children have grown up, how they have continued these great friendships, because when they all come together, we have a goddaughter that comes from California with her husband and our daughter and son-in-law from Eastern Washington, and even our kids here. They look forward to time together and time that they spend together away from us too, to just continue to develop that relationship because they're all older now. And those sibling, not rivalries, but that sibling order of who's in charge and who directs those seem to go away and they all are just great friends now who really love and care about each other they look forward to that time too to continue that relationship
2: one of the things that i noticed this time is we had uh our, our good friends who come every year uh, that we were godparents of their children and he and i were talking on the side and we looked at this great mix of people that were were interacting especially our kids and he said, you know, we're the elders here now. And it struck, that was really, um, striking to me because yeah, we were, we were indeed in our fifties, late fifties elders here to what we grew up with. And we, we had recollections of our own childhood of where we'd watch dads stand in the corner and look at all the kids. And here we were standing in the corner looking at all of our kids. So it was, it was a great continuum of, of family life that we kind of had this realization of.
1: Well, as we celebrated that Labor Day week, and it does recall to mind the blessings that we have, being able to have jobs and being able to live in a country where there are jobs for people ready to work. But what does that mean, to work? And why do we work? Is it just to raise money Or are we supposed to be looking for a deeper meaning? Well, on today's show, I have another great opportunity to talk with Michael Davis. Michael is the host of Mater Day Radio's podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. And the compendium that he talks about has specific chapters dedicated to work. So I thought, what a great week to be able to talk to Michael about some of what he covers in his podcast this week.
2: And then after that, we'll just share how we have worked with our children who are now entering into the workforce in earnest to take that appreciation of what it is they have valuable in the work that they do.
1: So we got a great show ahead for you on this week's View from the Pew. Stay with us. See the curtains
3: hanging in the window in the evening on a Friday night. light is shining through the window.
2: Let me know everything's alright. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Blowing through the jasmine in my mind.
4: Join Macha Day Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to Saint Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised. bestowed on us by your son our brother jesus christ amen in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen for more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions please visit machodeiradio.com when i was a youth minister with a young family i took on a side job as a recruiter to make ends meet I was hired by Ken Hensley, he had been a Baptist pastor but felt like God was calling him to become Catholic so he lost everything rebuilding his livelihood recruiting. I tried for six months and I failed at that job. Twenty years later a friend of mine with means reached out to me wanting to start a ministry supporting pastors who were becoming Catholic and I knew just the guy. That launched Ken into full time work for the church, not only supporting Catholic converts but preaching internationally, now he's living his dream. So what's the point of my story? Well, it would have been easy for me at that time in my life as a recruiter to think that that was a sidetrack from God's plan and a waste of my time. But if I hadn't been there doing that, Ken wouldn't be making the impact he is today. See, sometimes when you don't feel like you're living out your purpose, maybe that time in your life's not about you, but maybe you're exactly where God wants you the most. This is Chris Stefanik from ReallifeCatholic.com.
0: One of the many ways you can help Mater Dei Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at MotterdayRadio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. You'll be learning about a great group of people. Family life can be hectic, but God can be found right in the middle of it. So take a moment for this week's View from the Pew.
1: As adults, we have to take on so many roles, especially if we're raising a family. Well, that includes providing for their needs. But that work that we do in order to provide for those needs, well, is it also work? that honors God. And first and foremost, isn't that the purpose of all of our work? Well, joining me again today is Michael Davis. He is the host on Common Sense on Social Justice, a standalone podcast that you get right here at Mater Day Radio. Every other week, Michael is joining us to give us a little bit of a preview of what he's covering this week. And this week, well, we're talking about work. Good morning, Michael. Thanks so much for joining me again.
3: It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, we're talking about work, and we all have to work as adults. We have to provide for ourselves, for our children, as sometimes our, our aging parents. We do have requirements that we need to do. So what is work, though? When I say we need to work, there is importance of it. What does the compendium tell us? This is what work is.
3: Yeah. uh, Very important chapter here. Uh, And in this week uh, in the podcast, we're doing a generalization of human work because Father Jack Mossbrucker and I did a five week series on employment justice and all those things. So this one, I'm kind of paraphrasing chapter six. But one things that compendium brings out is what work is not and work is not for the purpose of making money. Uh, If we look back to the Garden of Eden, that's where we can actually get a good sense of what work is about, because Adam and Eve were put to work right away uh, at the beginning of creation. And in that, they weren't making money because money didn't exist. Wouldn't that be nice? And they they uh, weren't working to pay bills because there were no bills to pay there was no electric bill gas bill whatever no car to put fuel in and all that so why were they working well the compendium brings out that the true purpose of human work is to cooperate with the creator in taking care of the earth which is what they did and that's what genesis the genesis narrative says they were put to work to care for the garden
1: well Michael then if we look at all of the different things that we do it seems like that's a lot of what we do none of it has to do at all with creation it has to do with making money because the society that we live in well we we don't we don't grow to trade we work to earn money in order to get the things that we want and need so how is that not I mean, cooperating with God means I got to raise these kids and make sure they have food to eat. So I have to work to make money Mm -hmm. in order to do that.
3: Yeah. And we're in a post-industrial revolution society. And I talk a lot about this in a lot of the podcasts that we're just the industrial revolution did us no favors whatsoever. Because it just put us in this artificial place of us just being a, a part of the machine you know and so your job is to work not to even make money for yourself it's really to work to make people higher up than you money and so we have to ask ourselves the tough questions and the pontifical council is challenging us with those tough questions uh we say you know we have to provide for our family but now we got to ask deeper questions what does my family actually need Mm -hmm. yeah so if they need food great why not grow uh rent a community garden space. Or if you have space in your yard, why not grow your food and cut down on your grocery bill? Um, Because that's healthier in the long run anyways for your family. Or, you know, um, asking ourselves, how are we spending money on food? Um, And I think if we were to be honest and did a budget, what are we really spending our money on that could be completely cut out of our life and we would still be living just well. For example, for me, I cut television out of my life a few years ago. First of all, I grew up in television. My parents are both retired from RCA. So they made televisions their whole life. So our whole life house was full of televisions. That's how I was programmed growing up. And at one point I just got bored with it, you know? So then I decided to cut that out. And you know, I'm actually doing, I've discovered I'm doing better. I'm more engaging with people now that I'm not in this artificial stimulus all the time. And it doesn't mean I'm anti-television, but what I'm saying is that cable bill, you know, those things, the streaming bills cut out of my budget. Now I'm not working for that purpose.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Michael Davis is the host of Ca- Common Sense on Social Justice. It is a standalone podcast that you can find at Matre Day Radio. If you head over to our webpage, you can find all of Michael's past episodes. And today, we happen to be talking about work. Well, along with work, we work really hard all week long. Well, we it, it is required that we rest. Now, when God created the world in the story of the seven days... God rested on the seventh day. God didn't need to rest, but it is showing us something. What is God telling us the importance of rest is?
3: Yeah, exactly. And as we work, one more point to make is that since work is cooperating with the creator, we can provide for our family and still cooperate by choosing work that does both. Okay. And but in that rest is also cooperating with the creator uh not just because we're commanded to but the creator knows that our bodies have limits number one so we've got to refresh our our bodies which is interesting in the commandment on the sabbath you're also to allow your servants to rest you're allowed you're required to allow your animals to rest Uh, and some people say, well, my cat lays around all week. Anyways, (laughs) I'm pretty (laughs) sure they had work animals back then, but, and then the other thing is that the compendium really brings out that it is absolutely necessary to allow your employees a day off so they can worship because they need spiritual renewal, because it's really hard to focus on prayer and a spiritual when you're working and busy with family all week. So he said, there has to be a day where you can completely focus and i'm bringing out in the podcast that i like the american idea of two days off and here's why because it gives you that one day to still work but work with your family to get repairs done to do your yard work and all that so that then the other day off is a truly restful day.
1: A restful day. Yeah. Now, Michael, as we were preparing for our discussion today, we talked about this compendium and its use. As Americans, I think we more often are self-centered in what is directly in front of us. But when we look at the entire world Mm -hmm. and the way that other countries work, well, those rest days, they mean something totally different, especially if... You are working, if you are a day worker in order Mm -hmm. to eat the next day, well, you've got to work. There's very little rest for other countries in the world.
3: Yeah, true. I do work among the poor in Kenya. And in Kenya, you know, people literally will work an entire day for $1, you know, and that's not enough, even though their cost of living is far lower than ours, it's still not enough to get by. And so, yeah, what do I do? If I take a day off, then man, you know, that's $1, $4 a month. And in an economy like theirs, that can mean a lot. So what do you do? That's the challenging part. And I think what we can do in more prosperous countries is support them in ways so that they can take that day off.
1: Well, then, Michael, some of this can be very difficult, too. And I think about in my own life, the comforts that I have, and those are merely that. They're just comforts. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of shoes because, well, I want to have Mm -hmm. options. But do I need them? No. So how do we balance? Meaning that how do we enjoy, you know, the blessings of living in a country like we do, Mm -hmm. where there are jobs available, where we don't you know, if we don't have the ability to grow food all year long, if it's snowing, we'll just go to the grocery store and buy it. How do we slowly kind of bring a materialistic life into balance mm-hmm. and still be able to recognize that, yeah, these are things that I enjoy. It can be very difficult to find a balance.
3: Yeah. I think if you look at, uh... John the Baptist, he would say there is no balance. You rip it off like a band-aid. <laughs> John the Baptist says you have two pair of shoes or two coats and you your neighbor has nothing, you share it with the other. So that for John the Baptist, the, ba- the the lack of balance is I have more than I need, my neighbor has not enough. So for him, the balance is I share with my neighbor. So they have enough and I have enough. Now uh, Jesus, on the other hand, even though Jesus, by the way, he chose the life of poverty, but Jesus still went to parties. You see him at parties. So and maybe if we balance all that with King Solomon's wisdom, that there's a time for everything, right? So we have to be in discernment. But as I look at the saints throughout history, they pretty much just said, you know, nothing for me. I'm going to live for my neighbor's good.
1: Well, Michael, another great episode. We look forward to the podcast and well, I look forward to the next time you get a chance to come on to the morning blend. Thanks for your time today. This
3: has been great.
1: And again, that is Michael Davis. So his podcast is common sense on social justice. You can find that on our webpage at matradayradio.com. Download the hail Mary media app. You'll have quick access to it on your phone. You can listen to it on your way home today. I'm working for Scott, there are times that not that I have difficulty with what Michael says, but it does cause me to reflect on what I do and how I work and, and how I choose to spend the family's money on different things, things that I want, but do not need.
2: Hmm.
1: And, and I think it's important that I need to be a good steward of the gifts that God has given us and the gift that my job and your job allows us to provide for our children and making sure that their needs are met without being frivolous about you know how we spend that. And there are times that we are very good at that. And I think we've raised our kids to understand the value of working, to doing jobs well, to have integrity at their jobs, and also to to be able to have that time to rest like we did over the weekend. Work is important. And teaching our kids the value of working, yeah, equally important. There's always lessons to be learned.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, as church, we have a constant need to be introspective, to look back in on ourselves. The ecclesial component of looking at where is the church going and is the church going where the people are to be called to? And I think Pope Francis, when he came in as Pope, he really brought to an awareness some of the areas where we, as Church, may have been more opulent than we needed to be. Sharing of our goods that we that that we needed to do. And I think, from a family perspective, yeah, we have his his discussions today in the talk were were poignant because they kind of strike at the heart. To go, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I probably could be wiser in the use of my funds. And I'm saying that now personally as well. Um, but when we have that, we should, we need to balance it with giving thanks for the fact that we have that. And then Lord, help me redirect that. Thank you for what you've given. Help me redirect that to your work. And that action of redirecting is our entire life. And we, we have to be able to be on that path. And sometimes it stings. And sometimes we're, we're in a point of great grace our kids need to realize that work is not going to be a constant period of feeling like, Oh, I'm in the, I'm in the fullness of grace of God. You're always in the fullness and grace of God. But when you're working, sometimes that work can be taxing and, and it's hard, I think for kids to realize there's still value in the work you're doing. You just need to orient it in the proper direction.
1: So our children are just starting out in their careers and jobs. Our older children are. We've got one in college who with, has aspirations to become a nurse. And our son, while well, he's still in high school, trying to discern what he's called to do. And we have to constantly remind all of them that we don't stress in our house the need to make a lot of money. That is not the goal in our household, is to become right. wealthy people. The goal of our jobs is to use our God-given talents in a right way. Our daughter found a love of environment, and she was always kind of a kid that enjoyed being outside, and hmm. she was a little bit tougher than I'd say even I was, and <laughs> that she could be out on snow days and just uh, you know have a light shirt on because she thought it was kind of fun being cold. She'd jump into a cold swimming pool in the fall to be on swim team, and she says that's the best part of the day. She is tough that way. Mm -hmm. So her career has led her to do environmental work, and she is sharing that with children on outdoor school. We really try to strive and understand what our God-given talent is, and if you align that talent to God's will, and we've talked about this before, He'll guide them to what they are meant to be doing. And sometimes it does feel, and we see the strain in their understanding, like, but what is that? I don't hear him. He's not guiding me. This path is difficult. Finding the right work is valuable.
2: Yeah, I think by our own creative nature, uh, we are drawn to what gives us peace, hope, and love, the the three virtues. And in work, we we struggle with, well, I, I don't necessarily feel peaceful at work and I'm not necessarily finding joy at work and I don't really love my job. Well, that's not so much the work. Again, that's more of the orientation of my mind and my prayers. Lord, did you give me this job? I have to be able to believe that I'm in this position because the Lord has led me here or the Lord wants me to move on. But that dialogue has to happen. We tell our kids that, and like one of our daughters is uh, stepping out of a job. That's become really a challenge for her. Uh, and we told her, put to put that to prayer. Put that to prayer. God knows your struggles and wants you to have peace, joy, and love in your life and lead you to that. So we're working with our kids to to merge what's necessarily our faith and the jobs into, I think, what is most appropriate, that we we do that together. It's both and as as we oftentimes say in our Catholic faith, and watching our kids struggle with that, but then move forward. Uh, in a good way, from our perspective, it's fulfilling for us. So as much as they're fulfilled, we receive a fulfillment in our heart, and that gives us a sense of joy, even in the struggle.
1: If you find today that God is calling you to something new in your job, well, follow St. Joseph and pray for his intercession as you try to seek out and learn and know what God's will is for your life. And perhaps that might mean a change of Work. Scott, before we go, will you end us in prayer? Yes.
2: Lord Jesus, we thank you for the example that your holy family gives us and the example that you give us in respecting your Father on earth and the work that he did as a carpenter. Help us to shoulder what we need to and to let go of what we don't need to hang on to. You alone can give us that guidance. And so we trust in you with our prayers and our challenges offering it up to you, in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen.
1: And that is going to wrap it up for us this week. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our View from the Pew.
2: Let's do the good work this week.
0: You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective, with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Akins and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at materdayradio.com slash pew. View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Monterey Radio in Portland, Oregon.